Attract marketing means getting new eyeballs, new people, new customers. And the nurture marketing is forever making the experience better and better for your people. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, I want you to know that our intention here on the podcast is to help you get some great ideas. So maybe look at your business a little bit differently. Some behind the scenes sneak peeks. We like to make sure that everything that we do here on the Creative Shop Talk podcast will help you just a little tiny bit more to level up your business and have it make it a little bit easier. Being a retailer and a shop owner, it's not an easy gig, right? We need all the help we can get, especially over the last year or so. We have the holidays coming, my friends. It's going to get busy. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get fun and wonderful and all of that stuff. And let's get ready for that. One of the things that we're going to talk about today, well, a lot that we're going to talk about today is becoming a destination shop. But you want to become that place that people drive hours to get to. Isn't that exciting? If you've had people drive, you know, from all over into your shop, it is so flattering. <laughs> just let's just talk about that for a minute. It's so flattering when people say, I've been I drove all the way and I brought my girlfriends and all the things and you know, we've been waiting to come here and we planned this for a while and you know, we made a road trip out of it. You guys, if you've had that happen and I'm sure, you know, if you have a uh, if you've been in business for a while, you've had that happen. It is so flattering and exciting and kind of don't laugh at me. This is dorky, but it's kind of like, um, makes me teary when people used to say that it would really like make me tear up. I had customers one time drive four hours, four hours. They drove from this tiny little town to where I lived or to where our shop was. And they brought cookies and they had planned a day and it was like a husband and wife and they were so excited. And I literally was speechless when they came in and they were like just so excited. And then all the other people in the shop were excited and showing them around. It was just, I don't know, it became like an event. And I still remember that day. And I actually, okay, this is dorky as well too, but I still have the, um, they had made me a little drawing on their box with their cookies in it. It was like a cardboard box with cookies in it. And they, I still have that box because it meant so much to me that they had done that. And if you've ever been in my studio, you, ha- you may have seen that box top. I share I share this story occasionally. But anyhow, they had traveled quite a ways. And I used to have people travel, from, you know, all over for workshops and uh, all of the things, you know, buying and the, the, the store itself. And it's just incredible feeling. And I have retailers every day that tell me that, you know, people drove two hours and people have come here and like, it's so flattering. So becoming a destination shop doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by accident. And it's not just about selling stuff. You know, people that travel to us, they are going to buy, first of all, just FYI, people don't travel two, three, four hours and then not shop and not, you know, buy things. If they, if they do, and they don't buy, then there's something wrong with your inventory mix. And that's a whole other story and a whole other podcast. 
But if people travel and they and you become that feel good destination spot, you know, it just it's more about selling stuff, it's delivering an experience to them. And we get to share our passion and our, our shops. And I don't know, it's just such a feel good thing. And that to me is what a lot of retailers I work with myself included, want from their business, right? We want to feel good, we want to build that business that attracts all the customers for all the right reasons, right from all over, we want all the customers for all the right reasons for all over the world. No, you know what I'm saying. But I've had uh, retailers tell me that they've had people even come to their shop, you know, from other countries that are visiting because they have found them and, you know, because they've been following them or, you know, it's just exciting. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it's very exciting. (laughs) I guess I'm just getting a little bit dorky already and wound up about this. But we're going to talk about that today. So that can help us get ready for the holidays. What's coming with, you know, it's the end of July, we're talking about preparing for what's coming in the next few months, it's going to be busy and fun and crazy. So why not widen the net and become that destination shop? We don't have to rely on foot traffic just in our town. And it's not just about e-commerce, right? I mean, we, a lot of retailers that I work with, it's, you know, we really want that foot traffic in the store, right? So it's about how do we widen that net? How do we, how do we become that go-to? And that's what I want to talk about today. On that note, I do want to remind everybody that our holiday sales boot camp, which is a very popular thing every time that we we run this in August, inside my retailer's inner circle. So that is my monthly coaching group, my monthly community of rockstar retailers. It's amazing retailers inside that group. Um, just retailers le- learning to level up. Lots of retailers at different stages. And, you know, some of them go through the boot camp every year just to remind them, get ready. So we are super on top of our promotions and our marketing and everything that we need to do so that we can enjoy those people that walk through the door so that we can be present and not running around with our head cut off. You know what I mean? Trying to do all the last minute things that are happening in fourth quarter. So we like to be prepared. So we do our holiday boot camp in August so we can prepare our marketing, prepare our teams, prepare our inventory, prepare all of the things, get ready, put a plan in place again so we can set it and forget it. So we can do what we love, right? So we can just hang out with our customers and chat and, you know, not be distracted. And we put the marketing and plan in place so we can widen this net, so we can become that destination shop. It's so fun when all the pieces come together and we can share our passion and our in our business and all the things. I'm all wound up now, guys. Sorry. I get wound up when I talk about these things, right? But I do want to um, remind you this. So if you'd like to join us inside the Retailers Inner Circle, if you'd like to join that community, the doors are currently open. If you're listening to us uh, in real time in the month of August, we're going to have the doors open for new members so we can have you concentrate on being ready for the holidays. So the doors are open right now this week. Jump in. Um, If you're listening to this and the doors are not open, jump into the wait list, jump onto the wait list. We do invites for new members to the wait list only on occasion. So I don't want you to miss out. Again, that's my retailer's inner circle. The link is in the show notes. You'll be able to find the link in the show notes, or you can just pop over to wendybatten.com. And at the top of the page, it says learn learn with me. I don't even know what it says. Isn't that awful? It says learn with Wendy, I think. And you just click that button and you'll find our retailers inner circle. Okay, so we want to become 
the destination shop. We want people to get in their car and drive. We want them to bring their friends. <laughs> we want them to tell all the people. We want people to want to come to our shop. And we want to want all that. And I say that kind of like we don't, it's not, this isn't just marketing. Like, let's, how can we become the go-to shop? You know, <laughs> it's not like some, you know, CEO board table putting strategy in place. We really, truly have passion for what we do, right? You probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you don't. You probably really love your shop and you love what you sell and who you serve and your customers and building relationships, you know, building relationships by serving people what they want, right? We always talk about what are people thinking and feeling and doing and all of those things. So serving, getting them to drive or getting them to come from like as far away as we can, it just, it's just going to increase your foot traffic. It's going to help your sales. It's going to feel good. And you know what? It's going to really help you uh, meet those audacious revenue goals that I hope you're setting for yourself. So how do we become, what do we have to do and how do we become a destination shop? And we hear this, it's kind of like a buzzword sometimes, you know, I hear people say that and it, let's talk about a myth of what a destination shop is. A destination shop doesn't have to be, um, touristy. First of all, some people think that that's only for like touristy places. That's not, I was never touristy. Um, you know, I'll tell you my customers, uh, that I've, sp I've spoken to in the last few weeks, um, Jeff had somebody come in from, you know, a few hours away and people are starting to come from other counties. And my client, Michelle, she had clients come from two hours away, like banging on the door after she closed on a Saturday afternoon. And of course she opened the doors, right? But this isn't because they're touristy shops. This is because they've done an amazing job of creating a culture of people just wanting what they have, right? Wanting to come in and see what they have. So again, it doesn't happen by accident. And it's so cool that we have the opportunity to not just sell stuff, but create an experience for people, right? We have that opportunity. We are selling and we're serving and we're delivering an experience and we get to do it all. We get to, to share our passion and it's just, again, does not happen by accident. So why we want to do that? Increase our foot traffic. Makes sense, right? <laughs> How do we do that? Um, what's going to make people travel to your shop? What's going to, like, I would ask myself, like, what's going to, what is going to make people come all the way to my shop? And I get asked that again by my clients all the time. So I want to share a few things to think about. First and foremost, people are looking for experience. They want to feel something, right? They want to feel something. They want to be excited about something. I truly personally believe, and I've, you know, reading, you know, retail retail articles and all the things and all the experts and all that stuff. Everybody believes it's going to be a great retail season in Q4. And, and, and yes, 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 it's all, you know, it's all forecasted to be good. But I think that comes from a sense of people really wanting to um, get outside and get into people, get into shops and browse and experience things again, right? Human connection. You know, I'm not discounting that uh, e-commerce is, you know, is still here to stay, but oh my gosh, being able to create a beautiful experience for your customer, it just feels good, right? So what's going to get them to come in is an experience. That's really at the top of the, 
list, I guess. So we really have to know our ideal customer. This is something we talk about a lot. <laughs> we talk a lot about, uh, talk a lot about. And again, if you're a member of my retailers inner circle, you know we talk about it in my foot traffic made simple, my my mini course inside my masterclass inside my inner circle. But it's also available um, to you if you're interested in a. Um, understanding your customer that's in all in there but targeting your customer targeting I hate the word target I shouldn't say target Um, understanding your customer and speaking your customer and serving them that experience that they want and that can be you know as simple as obviously the products I mean I'm going to assume we're going to talk about becoming a destination shop under the assumption and I guess I should say this under the assumption that you've already got the products they don't come for the just the products. I mean, the products are super important. So you have to have the right product mix and have the right inventory mix. You know, that is just sort of a given when it comes to it. This is sort of the next level, I guess. So they're not just coming, what's going to make them come to you? Yes, products do matter, but it's the experience. So the ideal customer, what is something that they would love? What is something that they love? So yes, your product mix obviously is there, but what are some extra things that they would love? Like, do they love vintage? Do they love, you know, what it's all about the experience, how when they walk into your shop, how are you making them feel? So for example, just little extra things, if you work with um, moms, let's say like, uh, young moms are your target market, you know, what do you have that is going to help them when they bring their kids in? Is there a little kid's corner? You know, I mean, this is basic stuff, but you know, what is it they don't love? That's another thing, you know, maybe they don't love the parking. So how can you help them with that? I actually have a retailer who, you know, they actually bought like a lot next door to make sure that parking was easy for their customers. So remove any, um, barriers. Like what are things that they don't love? What are things that they do love? How can we, how can we make the experience of them coming to shop with us fun and exciting? And again, what do they love? So let's say you're a bookstore or, I don't know if you're a bookstore and you know they love and you're the ones that carry that um, extra special book line or you carry a whole, you know, you have a bulletin board corner in the corner of your shop that has, um, you know, all the local books available. Or maybe you have if you're a creative um a creative retailer and or a creative like a paint shop or a paintpreneur. Maybe you have an inspirational corner or designer corner, or maybe you have uh, a special service that you do inside your shop. Just what are you doing to make people feel good when they walk? What is different and unique about your shop? How are you making things special for them? Um, all kinds of different ideas that we can come up with. What's an inspirational thing or what are we doing to make them feel good? Um, And again, I like to look at it in both ways. What does your ideal customer love and what don't they love? Like what's a roadblock to some stores and how can we, you know, take that out of there? So also creating an experience, of course, um, is actually creating experiences. So that's workshops, maybe being unique, bringing in pop-up guests, uh, you know, uh, pop-up artists or pop-up vendors. Maybe it's bringing in the donut guy from down the street and having, or the flower vendor, or maybe it's bringing in and doing weekly demos. So maybe you're known and you become known as the place that's, you know, 
always letting customers experience the products through demos. Um, That, as many of you are aware, is one of the ways that our shop was really, really popular. We had uh, free demos most weekends, not most weekends, but most weekends when we started, you know, really trying to attract customers. But, you know, showing, letting people experience your products. Again, if you are a jewelry maker, maybe it's showing them how the jewelry is made, or if you carry a line of jewelry, maybe it's... um, If you carry gourmet foods, which are super hot right now this season, maybe it's showing them how to care for their charcuterie boards. Um, Maybe it's, I don't know, whatever it is you're selling. If you are a bookstore, maybe you have uh, authors come in. We've seen people do that, you know, different things. What is an experience that you can do? Maybe you have a paint bar if you're a paint retailer. Maybe you have an interactive corner where it's like a, a... an iPad or a computer and they can go on and they can get a, uh, see the videos of how to, how to products or something a little bit more interactive, like a TV or something in the corner. Maybe you're offering unique workshops. Maybe those are all different types of things that you're doing. Really thinking about how you can get your customers um, excited to come in and experience your products. If you are a um, vintage store. Maybe it's just showing them how to care for their wood. Maybe it's, and these are not, these don't have to be big, massive events. Like you can do these in 20 minutes on a Saturday. So everybody knows that one o'clock on Saturdays, you know, your shop is going to be doing whatever this is, whatever your thing is. Um, and it changes all the time. So we can have, um, oh, there's so many things. My, my brain always goes on fire when I work with different retailers on different types of experiences with your product. So if you are, you're thinking, I don't know what I could demo. I have a retailer who is a, um, you know, beautiful giftware and home decor. If you are a home decor, you have a million things that you could demo. Show people how to set the table beautifully. If you sell table linens and tableware, show them how to uh, stuff a pillow and fluff and set their pillows on the couch. I, there's just so many things. The things that you might take for granted and the things that you are good at are what most a lot of your customers come to you for. So what could you just teach them? These are things that you might think that you could do on a Facebook Live or a YouTube video, but do them in store. We are getting bombarded by so much um, advice of things that we can do online to market our store. We need to remember that we have to do things in our store to get people foot traffic in our store. So there's lots of things that we can do inside to make people feel inspired by what we're doing and to drive them in. So we become, again, that destination. Another thing that we can do to have experiences inside our shop is just hold regular events other than like workshops or uh, free demos. So that can be, you know, food trucks are coming in or I don't know, whatever kind of, just call it a VIP event of a retailer. Teresa from the porch, a shout out to you, Teresa. She said, you know, we name it something and they come. (laughs) Literally, they name it something, you know, we call it the the fall event. We call it the, some of you are laughing right now because it's so true, right? You put a name on it and they come. So I just thought that was funny because it's so true. And it's good though, but it's good. It's being intentional. It's something to talk about. I love to promote something every second week, and that could be a launching a new product line, or it could be um, having these events. So again, bringing your food trucks in, bringing the donut person in, um, having some kind of unique um, 
experience. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a VIP. And we're not talking about sales. I, I, you haven't heard me mention that at all. I, I, as a rule, do not like sales. I don't like marking things down unless it's like, you know, once we've tried them and if they're a dud or something, we're getting rid of products. But as far as having store-wide sales and all of that, mm -mm, I'm not a big believer in that. I don't want to condition my customers to be waiting for sales. So, and I know that's a whole other podcast, which we do talk about in other podcasts, but we do just want to remember what's going to excite people and make them, you know, want to come to our shop. And I know a lot of you are thinking, well, these are all things that we already do. And, you know, it's not that that's really not destination building, but it's a combination of all of these things, right? It's, um, you know, thinking really, truly, really being intentional about thinking about how, like, what is your customer's experience when they come here? Why would they be excited to come here? So the next part of this, you know, we've got the events happening and, you know, that's local people coming and, you know, we've got, you know, we've, it feels good in here, Wendy, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know what else to do. What we want to do is we want to build community. And that is something that you really have to be intentional about. It is something you have to want to do, first of all. Again, if you build it, they will come. If you build a community, they will come. There's so many ways to make people feel like part of your shop, right? We want to make them feel, oh man, we want them to make them feel really, really good. So we want to create loyalty programs maybe, I've seen people even like some retailers do things like, you know, renting out their workshop space. If you have a workshop space or a space inside, you know, your shop, you, they rent it out to local community groups and that gets new people inside, right? It gets new people in and it makes people feel like we want people to feel like part of our business, um, promoting other local shops uh, around shops, services, whatever else is around. Wow. Isn't that great that, you know, Michelle is promoting other shops around her and, you know, that's really cool. She's a really cool person. So these things are all feel good things, but we also could do things like the next level is having a Facebook group, a private Facebook group for your business. So if you are a creative or a DIY or what could you like... Facebook itself is a great place for us to talk to our customers and engage with them. But the next level of group is having them engage with each other. Does that make sense? So if you have a Facebook group, um, like I have a Facebook page, but I also have a Facebook group called Rockstar Creatives. And inside that, that group, and it's a free group and retailers can pop in there. You're welcome to join us. We'll have the link in the, in the show notes. But Retailers can talk amongst themselves and ask questions. So if you have a product-based business that, you know, is either creative or even, again, jewelry, bookstore, whatever, what is something like, and again, you have to have the bandwidth for this. So, you know, don't think that all of these things have to happen, but if you have a Facebook group that they can chat amongst themselves and they become friends and they know each other and they're maybe showing their wares or how they're decorating with the products they bought from you or how they're wearing the jewelry or their new find of books that they find, you know, the author that they found, depending, you know, again, depending, we have retailers listening from all kinds of different backgrounds and different shops. But really, truly, like, you know, what are we doing to really foster that community? Maybe you have an area in your shop that people kind of feel, <laughs> this is something that 
don't feel like you have to do this if this doesn't work. But again, everybody's different. Do you have an area in your shop where they can come hang out? And I, again, even post COVID, I don't know if it's as much of a thing, but I have one retailer who just sort of set up a little coffee station and corner and she has a really good regular clientele. She just put my understanding is she has just a Keurig machine kind of machine thingy and it's all on her system, but customers come in and Again, you have to know your customers and your customer base and they come in for, um, you know, they, they come in and they do a lot of shopping and they also have this little corner they know and they kind of have met up and become friends and people are kind of meeting. So they're like, you know, meet you at Jane's. Do you know what I mean? Like you, they have become to this point where they're telling their friends, oh, meet you at Jane's, right? That's such a great thing when people say, oh yeah, okay, I'll meet you there too. So maybe you have a designated designer uh, design corner where it's all inspirational and people can come in and, you know, look around again, depending on your business, of course. Um, And I hope that makes sense. But we really love to see customers wanting to feel like part of our community. And there's lots of other ways we can create community. It's all about creating a know, like, and trust factor, which we talk about a lot here, I know. But think about how can we create this experience, a great location, there's things going on. Um, I was thinking about one of my um, local places here, it's a garden center. And, you know, they, they share a lot of, they share a lot of tips, just like a lot of you do on their Facebook lives. I feel like I know them, I know their staff, I know their team. Um, You know, I trust them. I trust them. So guess where I go when I need to buy, you know, seeds or plants or tomatoes? I go to that garden center. It's probably not any different than the other one, but I drive quite far to go to that garden center because I see her on Facebook all the time. I trust her. I don't know her. (laughs) Just trust her to go. And I, you know, and there's, I see this over and over again. One of my retailers who has this group of ladies that come and they drive quite far. They don't dicker about price or anything. They drive, they go out of their way to drive to this one particular retailer's shop. And she's like, I don't know why they do this, but you know, and it's because they know, like, and trust you. They trust you to help them find the clothing and put the clothing on them and tell them it's going to look good or help them find, they feel good when they leave your shop, right? It's all about how they feel when they leave your shop. They're smiling, they're enjoying, they can't wait to come back, right? So if you're human and you're personal and you're connecting with people, Uh, And this doesn't have to always be you. I mean, this is your team and your staff, the culture of your business, right? It's not, I don't mean everybody's just coming to see you. If you're, you know, if you have a larger business, it's about how people feel when they come into their shop. What do you want to be known for? What are you the go-to for? What, again, we talk about this a lot. What do you want the hairdressers to say that you, you know, you want everybody to say, oh, you got to go, you got to go see Wendy. She's the paint lady. That's what I used to get all the time. You got to go see Wendy. She's the paint lady. So I became known as the paint lady. People knew, like, and trusted me as the paint lady in my community and beyond, right? So I became that place and I see this all the time. But people started to connect with more than just me as a paint lady. They started connecting. They knew my family. They knew my big old lazy dog. Like, you know, you have those things too, I bet. You can think of retailers that you follow or that you know or places that you love that you would go out of your way to visit. Why? Why would you go out of your way to visit? Well, you know, I trust them. They're nice. They're a real, they're real people. I used to hear that a lot. I used to hear that a lot and it used to make me laugh. Well, you're like, it's like you're a real person. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. 
podcast, but they don't see that with a lot of play, a lot of retailing retail businesses. So just be a real person, show them, you know, the behind the scenes. Um, I, I, have uh, shared this story before with some of you may have heard, you know, when my daughter moved to New Zealand, um, it was really, really hard on me. Um, I was like, she, she was 19. She moved to New Zealand and for like three days after she left, I had put posts up and she used to be in the shop occasionally. And people just knew, they just knew me. And I just said, you know, a little quiet around the shop today. You know, if I'm a little quiet, it's because my daughter just left for New Zealand. Oh my goodness, friends, people were bringing, customers were bringing me like flowers and coffees and, you know, everybody was just being so kind. And that doesn't happen by accident. I mean, it happened um, organically, but it doesn't happen by accident. It's because people knew, like, and trusted me. And so when I do have um, events happening, when, I, you know, when you have events happening, when you have things happening, people are going to really want, they're going to respond to that, right? They're going to want to come. They're going to want to be part of it. As you build your community, as you build your business, as you become the go-to, you know, keep your customers' experience. Like, what is making it fun? Like make it fun for them, make it different. What are the things that you can do to, to remove any of the things that they don't love, any barriers of things that they don't love? So for example, and again, this is just all of the things that we just have to continually plan for and be aware of and be intentional about. Like what are things that, again, back to this, what don't they love? Um, you know, I'm thinking if a customer, if our customers, my customers used to tell me that they didn't want to feel stupid asking me questions. So that, you know, I removed that barrier. They would come in and they felt like they, because they knew like and trusted me because we had such a, a, a good, uh, a good, um, welcoming atmosphere and building such a great community, um, that my customers didn't feel embarrassed to ask me that, right? They would come in and they'd say, I don't know anything about anything, <laughs> but whatever. And we're like, that's okay. You know, we'll help you. What is it you can remove? How can you remove any fear or any barriers for your customers? And again, it can be as simple as parking, like make it easier for them to park and, you know, all of the things, make it fun, make it good. Maybe again, maybe just, you know, being that shop that's known as, you know, the place that, has something, you know, bright pink flower boxes in the front and, you know, just exudes fun. And, you know, these girls are awesome. I'm thinking of Lindsay and Amy right now. If you're listening, ladies from the Collective Interiors, they make it fun for their customers. They are both really great at designing. Customers come to them because they know, like, and trust them because they've seen them on Facebook Lives. And, you know, they have created an experience in their store of trust of design trust of pricing and product quality. And that's what we need to do. We need to just be the people that people trust. They'll come from miles and miles and miles to for you to do that. Now that again, doesn't happen by accident. So we do have to be intentional about that. So it takes intentional planning when you're thinking about how can I be an experience? What can make us the go-to? How can we build a community? Like one of the things for building community even is um, looking at uh, bragging on your customers. I used to do it all the time. Honestly, didn't do it unintentionally. I was just really excited and it came out organically, I guess. But one of the things that I, you know, I've seen my clients do, and I used to do is just sharing your clients' stories. You know, this is, and, and then that just like 
makes other people want to be part of that, right? So and I, when I say sharing their story, it's like, Mary just bought this book, look at the exciting book, or Susie just painted this thing, or look what Kara's, um, look how Kara's painting turned out, or here's how Mary set her table. And here, you know, here's the cool jewelry that, you know, um, you know, Christine bought at my shop, you know, the, if customers get into the habit of feeling like they're part of your community and they feel comfortable enough to tag you and send pictures and, you know, all of these, it's a community, you are building a community, right? You are building loyal, loving fans, right? And again, so I'm going to reiterate, it does not happen by accident. This does take intentional planning and all of this, you know, all of, all of those things, all of the the experience and the community and becoming the go-to and the no like and trust and, you know, getting people to travel and become your destination shop, you know, all of that takes planning. And it also takes a marketing plan to promote that, <laughs> to promote all of those things. So we can have all this you know, all of this great inventory, we can have this great staff, we can have a great experience. And if only the local people just around us, and we're not telling anybody, and we're not asking them to brag, and we're not really promoting it. It's all it's not, it's just not going to expand. It's not going to expand your beautiful business to get people from outside to be for you to become a destination shop. So you have to have a marketing plan attached to that um, to all of those things. So that just takes some intentional, um, planning and asking yourself those questions, like developing a promotional calendar. Um, this is what we call nurture marketing. Becoming a destination shop is a nurture marketing. You really have to be really intentional about that part of your marketing plan. And into Q3 is the time to really get your nurture marketing plan in place. And again, you know, having a really cool, um, uh, vision and plan with your team. And I mean, however you're doing this, however, whoever you're working with, you know, we want to be, um, really increasing our local foot traffic. And the way we can do that is by expanding out, right? We can't just rely on, um, on our, just, the new, the people. So we have a track marketing in place and a track marketing means getting new eyeballs, <laughs> new people, new customers. And the nurture marketing is becoming, um, just forever making the experience better and better for your people. Think about a place. I always, uh, ask my customers, think of about, about a place that you're willing to drive an hour to, why are you willing to do it? Maybe you're willing to drive two hours, three hours. I have, a, a two of my retailers who are currently, planning, um, and I say this, they may be booked by the time this goes on, goes up, but they are, you know, they're planning, um, you know, they're planning to, to go to Magnolias or we've all gone to um, different places, right? We've all gone to places we've traveled for hours and hours. Maybe we've flown to, you know, what makes those places special? What makes, you know, Magnolias, Magnolias? Why do we want to go there? Um, why? Because we look at that and we say, oh my gosh, I want to be part of that experience, right? It looks so cool. So what's a place that you would travel to? Um, you know, I'm thinking of a local place that we travel to quite regularly, about an hour away from us. And, you know, why do I want to go there? Because I walk in and it feels good. It smells good. The experience is good. The products are good. Service is good. Um, there's lots of fun things happening. Makes me feel good. We go there. It's an experience. And guess what? Every time I go, I spend money. <laughs> I spend money. People do not travel and not spend um, that is, you know, a proven fact and they will, they will spend way over your average order value 
value. So whatever your average order value is, um, you know, people coming from out of town always um, will blow that out of the water for you. So people never forget how you make them feel. Maya Angelou says that and people never forget how, you know, all the other things, but they never forget how you make them feel. So we have to make sure that we are marketing to that as well too, making sure that people understand that our customers love it. And, you know, we have a good marketing plan in place for that. So I hope that helps you think about brainstorm, get some ideas on, you know, what would make you a destination shop. So I would ask myself those questions, you know, how can I create an, am I creating an experience? You probably are creating an experience already. And, you know, probably a little bit more because of the nature of most of the retailers listen to this podcast, you probably already have more of an intimate relationship or experience already. How can you level that up, right? How can you make it special? What kind of, um, experiential um, free demos and in-store guests or what kind of events or unique workshops can you do? What could you put in? Like what's interactive or a paint bar? What can you do in your shop to make it a little bit more experiential, like for your customers? And again, this doesn't have to be every day. This could be, you know, more of event. What kind of pop-up shops could you have? And who could you brag on like to grow that community? Could you put a loyalty, uh, a better loyalty program? If you have one in place, are you using it? Are you promoting it? Or is it good? Does it feel good? Is it fun? Do people want to be on that list, right? What makes them want to be on that list? Um, do people feel excited about joining your community or being part of your community? You know, would people say, hey, let's go meet at, you know, farmhouse on Maine? You know, do they say that? What are you the go-to for? What are you the go-to for in your community? And are you really letting people, are you really nailing that know, like, and trust? And what can you do to make that even more intimate? Like, how can you be human and personal? And how can you just level up that trust factor with your customers and just have them feel super relaxed and ready to join you? And then taking a marketing plan and putting that in place as well, too. So I hope this is all helpful to you. I know this is a little bit longer episode than usual, and I just wanted to make sure that you feel really comfortable having, uh, becoming a destination shop and all of the benefits that come with that. First of all, it feels dang good. I'm telling you, right? I'm, I'm like really, really, really happy when I, it's just really flattering when customers say to you, you know, I drove all the way and that is, you know, part of, um, I regularly say we're in business to make profits, but we're also in business to have joy and passion. And that is, that's going to fill that bucket for sure. Um, and knowing that customers come from everywhere is to be part of your community and to shop in your shop. It just feels good. So thank you, my friends, for listening. I want to remind you about the holiday uh, sales boot camp. If you're interested in joining us inside my retailers inner circle that um, either jump on the wait list, if it's not showing open when you're listening to this, but it, the doors are open this week. If you're listening to us, um, during the, the episode 69, um, broadcast, um, this particular week, but we are, um, really, we open the, open the boot camp regularly. It is so important, my friends, for us to be ready for the holidays. 
one of the reasons that I like to become a destination shop and I'd like to put a marketing plan in place, it's not because, you know, we just want to plan and work all the time. That's not it. It's so we can enjoy and we can reap the rewards, right? And enjoy our customers. We can be a little less frazzled and crazy during the holidays, like, you know, not running around exhausted because we will be tired. We do work long hours in Q4, right? But this year, I just think we all just need a little bit of, um, joy. I mean, every year we need joy, but this year I'd love to see your shop busy, humming along, people traveling from everywhere. You know, your average order value is up. You know, people are shopping and enjoying your business and you are enjoying your business because that's a neglected part of our business. Um, we don't talk about that enough, but we are, we are supposed to be enjoying this whole journey. And sometimes we get into Q4 and it just gets overwhelming. And that's actually why I started the holiday, um, sales bootcamp oh my gosh, I think this is the sixth year maybe that we're running it. And, you know, it changes every year, but, or most years, but, um, just being ready for the holidays, having our marketing in place, having things set up in systems, you know, having things organized with our team and just enjoying, right. Enjoying that season of selling in the, in Q4 and enjoying all those people that come to you, as a destination shop. So thanks for being here, my friends. Don't forget, you're welcome to join us inside the Rockstar Creatives. That is my free Facebook group. And we continue the conversation over there quite regularly. So have a great day. We will see you next week, my friends. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.